Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. So we're going to do something that is assignment-based. And what I mean by that is I'm going to take a specific assignment and really just hone in on it. Um, this is something that I've been seeing in the group. It's something that we've seen, we see it all the time. So I feel like it's one of those things that's a great reminder, especially for those of you who've already done the assignment specifically. And it is the I am responsible mantra. So we're going to talk about this because I, it's, it's a good reminder to have. Um, we actually had a client print this out and, and create a, he created a, uh, a poster for it and put our empowered man logo on it and hung it up in his office. And then he sent a couple of us uh, coaches uh, the actual thing, but this is the, I am responsible challenge. And essentially this came from this place where, where I went through the book, extreme ownership. And I was really practicing this in my life, but also in the business um, and just, just in everything. And I said, you know, I feel like it's imperative that we understand the difference between fault and responsibility. So a lot of us go, it's my fault this happened. It's my fault she left me. It's my fault, blah, 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 blah. And I want to tell you something. Fault is shame. Fault is shame-based, okay? And shame-based living is fucked up. It is messed up. The reason why is because it keeps you trapped in a cycle of shame. It keeps you trapped in what I call the cycle of disempowerment. And you never actually go anywhere. You just keep beating yourself up and going, I am a bad person. I messed up. I'm at fault. I'm at fault. I'm at fault. And what we want to do is get out of that mindset and get to a place where we go, instead of me being at fault, I am responsible. So responsibility has to do with leadership and ownership. Okay. So if I'm responsible for something, I am leading or I'm owning that thing. So as we go through this, I'm going to stop at each one because I want you to really just let this sink in. I'm first going to read it through the way I read it through when I read this through for myself. So you can get an understanding of tonality and the passion and power behind the words. The reason for tonality and the reason for passion and power behind the words is because I want my physical, spiritual, and emotional being to let these words resonate and reverberate inside of me. So the more passionate I am when I say it, when I share it, I feel it deeper inside. It's physiological. Joey could probably tell you the NLP science behind it as well, but there is a, a physiological response that is happening to me and where I am literally just focused on the words that I'm saying in a manner that makes me want to change, that it makes me want to get inside of me where it's like, yes, yes. This, you know, in church, you go, amen, you're agreeing with the pastor, right? So I'll get some amens today. That's, that's what we're doing is we're literally agreeing with these words of like, yes, this is who I am. This is what I'm responsible for and, and go from there. So here we go. I am responsible. I am responsible for the life I live. It's no one else's responsibility, but my own. I am responsible for all the good and all the bad. I am responsible for who I allow into my life. I am responsible for how I show up. I am responsible for my wins and my losses. I am responsible for my thoughts and my decisions. 
And because I'm responsible, I can choose the kind of life I want. Life doesn't happen to me. I happen to life. I choose to be present. I choose to love. I choose to be intimate. I choose to be joyful. I choose to be empowered. And no one can take that from me without my permission. Ah, it always fires me up when I read this. There's something that shifts in the energy and the atmosphere when a man steps up and takes responsibility. When I say I am responsible for the life I live, your wife is not responsible for the life you live. Your job is not responsible for the life you live. Joe Biden is not responsible for the life you live. Or if you're a Trumper, Trump is not responsible for the life you live. Coronavirus is not responsible for the life you live. The Taliban is not responsible for the life you live. Sean Hannity, CNN, none of those people are responsible for the life I live. It's no one else's responsibility but my own. But my own. If you bring in a religious side to it, there is a co-laboring, as, as, as we talk about in Christianity and the Christian faith, but it's still your life to give. It's still your life to put down and lay down because it's your responsibility. God's not going to make you do it. You have to freely give it. And in the same context of what we're talking about here, it's no one else's responsibility but my own. I am responsible for all the good and all the bad. This comes down to internal locus of control versus external locus of control. An external locus of control from psychology talks about the fact that I am always looking to the external things that actually control my situation, control what is happening, and therefore I am at the mercy of my external things. Versus an internal locus of control says that I have control over what I feel, what I allow to happen, how I allow my life to be shaped, and I have control over those things. Now, can bad shit happen to you? Yes, it can, of course. Bad stuff happens all the time to good people, bad people, doesn't matter. Bible even says it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. It doesn't matter. The fact is, is good and bad happens, but I am responsible for those things. Now, that doesn't mean you're at fault necessarily when bad things happen, but you're still responsible for how you respond. You're responsible for being a part of the situation. You might not have made your wife cheat on you, but you are responsible for creating an atmosphere and environment in your marriage that allowed such a thing to happen. It doesn't mean you made her do it. It doesn't mean you're at fault. It means you're responsible. And the more you can take responsibility, the more you lead, the more you own. As they say in leadership, the buck stops here, right? This isn't a she button course. That's why we don't focus so much on the marriage because I've, what I've realized and early on, we were focusing a lot on the marriage and we realized is once we shifted more to focus on the man and less on the marriage, the more breakthroughs actually happened in marriage and the more marriages actually got saved as a byproduct of the man finding himself again and finding joy and finding love and finding intimacy and finding power and confidence and freedom, because that is where we want you to be. The, 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 the greater of that we can put in you, of character that we can put in you, of where you are responsible, the greater joy you will have, the greater love you will have, the greater presence you will have. So I am responsible for all the good and all the bad. I am responsible for who I allow into my life. You guys have heard me say this before. Some of your best friends will give you some of the worst advice. 
there are people I know, even on this call, they have gotten bad advice from well-meaning individuals who want to tell you things because they're projecting their own empathy or sympathy onto you and want you to, to feel better. And they want to assuage your pain. And not that we want people to feel like crap around here, but what we want to do is bring truth and reality to the situation. So you're responsible for who you allow into your life, both good and bad. The good people you allow into your life, you're responsible for that. The bad people you allow into your life, you're also responsible for that. You're responsible for putting boundaries up in your life. Boundaries that keep toxic, dysfunctional people out. We do that here all the time. We have toxic, dysfunctional individuals that will sometimes come through that we go, hey, it's not a fit. It's not working. Because we care about the environment that we're creating here. It's, yeah, we're a business, but we care about the environment we're creating here. And we know that we want to create the most optimal environment possible for men to grow in. And so we have to keep boundaries. I, guys that are answering calls from the outside, listen to phone calls and go, I don't know if this guy's a fit. What do you think? And we'll go, no, he's not ready. Because we don't want you in the program if you're going to be a bad influence, you're going to be bad toxic nature for our people. So we take ownership and empower man. We are responsible for that. I'm responsible for who I allow into my life. I am responsible for how I show up. This is a huge one for me because so many times I would just show up in life and just kind of like, well, I'm here. And isn't that like 80% of the battle? Maybe. But imagine going to the gym and you like, you have no sneakers, you have just your socks on, maybe you're wearing your work outfit and you're just showing up to go to the gym to work out. Like your trainer or whoever be like, what the heck's wrong with you, dude? You're not ready to work out. Well, I'm here, aren't I? Yeah, but you're not actually going to get a good workout. And like, you don't even have shoes. Like, like how are you going to actually lift the weights and do the things? Well, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. That's not showing up in life. And some of us, that's how we've been showing up in life, especially at home where we just kind of, we're there, we exist. Oh, my kids are here. Oh, okay. We're not intentional at all because we don't show up. And so we call you forward, say, I want to show up at a high level. You're responsible for how you show up. You're responsible for getting on your sneakers. You're responsible for setting your own damn alarm clock. You're responsible for getting up and getting to the gym. You're responsible for how you show up in your life. Just like most of you like show up ready for work, ready for your business, ready to kill it there. But then you go home and you're not showing up. You're responsible for that. That's why you're here. So that we call you forward to show up at a greater level. You can also show up intimately, emotionally, spiritually for your wife, even when she doesn't want you anymore. You are still responsible for how you show up how you communicate with her. Showing up is presence-based. It's not reaction-based. Showing up is what I decide I come to the table with. When I, when I come, uh, Joey was, we're still waiting on his, his sabbatical here with baby coming. And, and it was like, okay, who's going to be ready? Who's going to take this call? And I was like, dude, I'm going to do this call and the next call. And I'm going to be ready with a training because I want you guys to hear from me and hear what's on my heart. And what I'm seeing that I want to nip in the bud, that I also want to encourage, especially for the newer guys, to increase this I am responsible movement so that we're not hitting the she button 
but we are hitting the me button that we're constantly hitting the me button because it's all about me and without me changing i'm screwed i'm screwed john what's your question showing up being present i used to think was just being there and like you just said and i'm sitting here and reflecting on my own shit while you're talking about this because that's how i do things i'm fully present in the communication that you're putting down at to the group and i love it i love it now i just got to figure out the last little parts of me to to be a hundred percent with this training yeah there's there's a few parts of me that i'm still working on and are always going to be under work and construction because i got to continue to grow dive in guys that's the key right there is is that none of us are done i'm not even close to being done until i'm until i leave this earth i am not done and my pastor brought up something sunday that really hit home with me i'd been doing a lot of empathetic talking not enough empathetic listening or Mm -hmm. only chiming in on things that I related directly to. And then he said, empathy is more about feelings. You know what it's like to feel sad, hurt, depressed. You don't have to have the same situation as somebody, but you've all experienced the same feelings. So start taking that into consideration. And it's like, like everybody said, I'm getting multiple aspects of life through one of what I thought was the worst times in my life ended up being one of the best times of my life because I'm actually not stagnant any longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Getting that ROI in the tears. <laughs> That's what it is. All, All right. right. So let's move, on to the, let's move on to the next ones. I'm responsible for my wins and my losses. Oh, this is a tough one. Right, because we want it to be about wins, never about the losses. Losses is so easy to blame other people. Like, man, if that, like, I don't know if you guys watch football, you know, I watched football this weekend and, you know, it's like, oh, that was a horrible call. That ref, blah, blah, blah. And that's why my team lost. Right. We, we never want to go, yeah, but in the third quarter, you know, you threw that interception and, well, that's actually what puts you guys behind. Right. Three turnovers is going to do that to you. Uh, versus you not doing, you know, versus the the referee throwing a penalty flag late in the game. That's that's not what it's about. And you hear the best quarterbacks or the best leaders of those teams will always own it. And they will always say, yeah, we we won the game, but man, we, we've got a lot of things we got to work on. And that's the mindset. That is the mentality of an empowered man in his life where he goes, you know what? I'm doing great in work. I'm owning it there, but man, I've really got to own it better with my kids. Like I have not been showing up for them. I've not been intentional for them. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to create a plan. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to own it and I'm going to do it. Or I've been losing with the wife. I've been just, just jabber John and just talking too much and not listening and not hearing. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to hear her. I'm going to work on that. I'm owning that. So I am responsible for my wins and my losses. I'm responsible for my thoughts and my decisions. Gentlemen, you can control your thoughts. You can control what you allow in. There's a saying, gigo, garbage in, garbage out. 
right? Like what you allow to put into your mind can be garbage that'll eventually become garbage out. And if you're telling yourself a story about your wife, that is not true, that is not fact-based. If you're telling yourself a story about your children that are not, that is not true, if you're telling yourself a story about how people perceive you, but it's not necessarily true, you will display and you will embody that garbage to other people. You will project onto them things that are not true. Had a conversation with someone who used to be in the program and basically accused me of something. And I said, I was like, where did that come from? And when I looked at his, his message and I was like, oh, that's projection. It was his own shame that he felt that he had to put on to me that I'm not going to own. That was his hangup. That was his deal that he decided that he wanted to do. And that was what it was. And at that point, it says to me, okay, this person doesn't need to be in a relationship. And therefore, I put up a boundary. And it doesn't matter to me who it is. It can be your wife. It can be a coworker. It can be your boss, your dad. It could be your mom. It could be anybody. And it's not to say we don't talk to those people or we cut them out of our lives. What it's to say is that we have to own who we allow in. We have to allow, we have to own what thoughts we allow to show up in our life and the decisions we make. The decisions we make are oftentimes based on decision on thoughts that we've allowed to continue to perpetrate ourselves. And those decisions, good or bad, we have to own. And because I'm responsible, I can choose this. I love this part of the whole thing, the choosing part. I can choose the kind of life I want. Life doesn't happen to me. I happen to life. Uh, some of you don't really know my story. And maybe you think I've always been successful or whatever. Um, but I have failed most of my life, like literally failed most of my life, we were broke for most of our marriage, like on food stamps, kind of broke. And I went through shit after shit after shit of being unsuccessful, of being a talker and not a doer, of being a guy that didn't really fully show up, who was always dabbling, never fully in. And I had to learn several years ago how to not do that. I had to learn, you know what, if I want to be successful in life, I cannot blame it on my dad anymore. I can't blame it on my wife anymore. I can't blame it on anybody else, but I have to look at me and go, what are the decisions I am making? What are the thoughts I am making? Am I choosing the kind of life I want or is life just happening to me? Because when you have a poverty mindset, that is the way you live, is that I'm a victim and the life just keeps happening to me. You know, my wife keeps cheating on me. My, my, my team isn't doing great. You know, my boss is mad at me, blah, da, 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 da. And it's this, this basic shit show of just victim, 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 victim energy. And if you guys know me, you know, I don't do well with that because I've, I've lived that in my own life for so long that I can smell it. I can spot it in another man. And I'm like, no, don't live that way. It's, it's really our, it's our, our idea of wanting to be validated, our idea of wanting to be uh, assuaged, if you will. And I had to choose what kind of life do I want? I chose the kind of business I got. I didn't just like wake up one day with Empowered Man. I went after it and said, I want to create a business uh, that is affecting millions of men around the world. Are we there yet? No. Are we making an impact? Hell the fuck yeah. Hell yeah, we are. And it's because of guys like you who've trusted in us and our process and we've had hundreds of you guys now come through and we're like, we're just getting started. We've got so many more, but we are choosing that as a company 
Empowered Man is choosing that as the company. I am choosing that as the CEO of this company. I chose Joey to be our lead coach. And I own everything, whether he does good or bad. And the same goes for marriage. I'm choosing to be remarried here in two months to an amazing woman that I chose. And I know if that thing goes downhill, I am responsible. I am responsible for how that relationship has, has evolved. I am responsible for whether or not that thing makes it or not. I am responsible. I'm not at fault. I'm responsible. I am choosing that life. I am choosing to be with someone that values me, that respects me, that honors me, that I didn't have in my first marriage. And I made that decision to go, you know what? I'm getting past this. I also chose divorce. Guys, some of you know that I chose divorce, not my ex-wife. In fact, she still would want me back years later, but I chose it because I said, I cannot live like this anymore. You have come to a place where you've decided you are unrepentant of what you have done and you do not want to work on yourself. And therefore I am out. So I chose the life I got. I wasn't lucky. I didn't just like wake up one day with empowered man. I got this cool business and got a cool partner in Joey. Like, like it didn't just happen that way. We choose the life we have. And those of you who are successful, look at the areas of your life where you are successful and, and recognize the fact that you chose that, that you chose to go get that. And when those problems come at you, you can go, I've chosen to be a part. Those problems are a part of what I've chosen, the path I've chosen. And I can, I can either complain about it and bitch about it and moan about it, or I can own it and make new decisions and make new thoughts. Anytime that happens in my life, I go, you know what? I am responsible. So I can continue to bitch and moan and whine and complain, or I can get off my ass and do something. And here's the, here's the plan I'm going to do. I'm going to impact this. I'm going to do this because I am not a victim. I choose not to be a victim. I choose to be present. This is a tough one. This is probably one of the toughest ones for me. I choose to be present because my mind is constantly going. I'm constantly thinking about the next thing. I'm constantly whatever, but like I've, purposely put things into my life, such as when I take my son or when my son goes to bed every night, my nine-year-old, I've chosen to be present with him. I give him at least five minutes. And for most of that time, we're hugging because he is a kid of touch and he grabs me and just holds me. In my mind, I want to go somewhere else, but I've chosen to be present with him. And I said, I'm going to tuck him in. I have it written on my thing four out of seven nights every single week. I have him 80% of the time, so I don't have him all the time, but four out of the seven nights is my goal. So I literally actually calculate, am I hitting my goal? Because I know that if I put an intentional plan in place, I will then choose the life I want, which is a child who adores me and, and wants to spend time with me. And I show up in presence with him and I hold him, hug him, fart on him, whatever the fuck he wants at that moment in time right? Because he's wanting that physical touch from me. We talk about his day, we do whatever, but that is the important time for him. Cause I got seven kids and it's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So to manage all of that, I chose that life. I chose to marry a woman with three kids and I have four. I chose that because I felt like I'm called to be a father to many anyways. So I might as well take on three more. And in doing that, I spend that time with him. I choose to be present with him. I choose to love. Love is a choice, gentlemen. It is not a feeling. It is a choice. Now, some of you struggle with loving through the hard stuff, and that's understandable. I 
I, uh, I struggled with that as well. But here's the thing is sometimes love makes a choice that's hard. Sometimes love walks away. Sometimes love makes a decision that this isn't working when the other person doesn't want to fight for what you're fighting for. But it's not always that way. Sometimes it's literally just you loving the other person, especially your wife. Women need to feel that love from you. That love that says, I am here, I'm strong. I don't have to say a damn thing, but I am here and I am present. Um, been watching different shows and been wanting to get some clips for you guys, but I think we'll have to do that at some point, Joey. Like show some like some clips of, of guys where they aren't doing that, where they're not listening. Um, I've been watching The White Lotus on HBO. It kind of became a little guilty pleasure. If you have HBO Max, it's been on there and um, kind of a dark satire type show. And these, this, two, this couple uh, just got married and they're on their honeymoon. And the whole time um, they're out in Steve Sorley's part of the world uh, in, Mau in Maui, um, you know, the, the whole time they were just kind of like this, like frustration and, and, and whatever. And it was clear she didn't want to be married to him. Like she felt like she made a mistake. And so she comes and confronts him and says, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have married you. And he did the typical guy thing. What, what did I do wrong? Well, why are you, why are you feeling this way? And like, he didn't listen to her instead of loving her and going, Oh my gosh, honey, that's a hell of a burden you're carrying right now. Tell me more. What are you feeling? What's going on? He wanted to fix it. He wanted to, and guys, that is not love. That is you trying to deal with your bruised ego. That is you trying to assuage your own pain to get her to not be mad at you so that you don't have to feel pain and rejection. Gentlemen, the more honest you can be about these things, the better it's going to be for you. The, the way better it's going to be for you. Sorely, go ahead. I don't want to miss your, your question. It's it's more it's more kind of like a of an affirmation really. I just wanted to say that this like is kind of hitting home for me right now, and it's really amazing, you know, the community that we're building here, and that you're building, you're spearheading, and that we're a part of, and I'm totally grateful to be a part of. Um, that things it shows how important stuff like this is, is because this is hitting me at a time where I haven't visited this in a minute. You know what I mean? And there's so many aspects to being an empowered man that stuff like this is so crucial for someone like me to just be, cause I, you can, it's, I feel at least partially that it is impossible to have all of this stuff in your head all the time. You know what I mean? And yeah. having times like specifically just right now, how this I am responsible thing comes up. It's so, so powerful. And you know, I'm, actually get kind of emotional right now thinking about it um love you guys man fucking love you dude thank you for sharing that i i think it really comes back to this is that none of us are there you know I, there's it's just it's just that fact and to me the material that we train in is really about just becoming it and the head knowledge is amazing right some of you have picked up the communication stuff you've picked up a lot of different things but I think sometimes we miss out on letting us just become the thing and, and really just focusing on that. And dude, you're, you've become like, I've seen your journey over the last year and you've, you've become a lot of that. And, and I know there's always the struggles and I know the ups and downs, but you keep leaning into it 
and, and it's, it's a life process. Whether you guys are with us for 90 days, a year, six years, whatever, it's a lifelong process. And my goal is to give you as many tools as possible in that period of time. And we're always learning more. We're always, I mean, Joey could tell you how many conversations we have about, man, I just picked up this new tool and we're going to like put it into the program and it's going to be amazing. And like, because we know that it's an evolutionary process of getting better, of continuously growing into empowered men. Okay, Tuck, what you got, brother? So one of the things you mentioned right before sorely jumped on, um, struck me, I have talked a lot in this group and revive about sticky guilt, right? It's that idea that I feel so bad about something, I need you to forgive me so that I feel better about myself, right? And, and it's not owning what you've done. It's putting your guilt and your pain onto them, having them wear it so you don't have to. So, you know, that's kind of piggybacking on what you were saying, Mark. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and, and if you guys haven't like spent time listening to Kevin, like he has got an incredible revelation on a lot of this stuff that will take you deeper. So if you get on his parenting call, but just in general, connect with him because he's got an amazing way of articulating that. So that was beautiful. Um, I choose to love. I choose to be intimate. Man, this is so hard for men. Intimate into me, you see. Oh, that's like scary as fudge. Um, we like we don't want to do that. Like we want to be sexually intimate because that's easy because it's physical, it's physiological. But emotionally intimate is scary. But guys, the gold, the real stuff is in the emotional intimacy. When you can connect with another human being, whether it's a man or a woman, at an emotional level, you've created something that's deep and it's profound and it makes life worth living. If you are emotionally holding yourself back, you are losing out on what is possible. Some of you do that because you're so scared. You're so afraid that you're, the response you're going to get is just like your mom. The response you're going to get is just like your dad. The response you're going to get is just like your high school teacher. Whatever, whatever wounding you had in life, and it's holding you back. Go do some of the forgiveness work. Go do some of the apology letter work. Own your own shit in some of those areas. And I can almost guarantee you that your story will start to shift in how you see some of those things. And the guys who really win here are the guys who learn to be emotionally intimate. Like I can teach you all the communication skills. I can teach you the jujitsu of it and, and the grappling of how to get through when your wife is like super fired up or she's being manipulated. I can teach you all that stuff. That's cool. And it's necessary and we need it. But man, the healing work where you get to a place of you are open and vulnerable with people and transparent. I mean, that's one of our core values as a company is we refuse to be a company that is with a fake guru that basically has all the answers to life and never fails and never screws up. I screw up a lot. I don't have all of the answers. I don't know all of things. What I have is a, is a tool set. What I have are frameworks and paradigms for us to embody and to us to live through and work through because together collectively is what makes us great. It's not Mark Santiago's business, not Joey Wilder's business, not K Tuck's business, not Rich Hills's business. It's not any, it's all of us together creating something that's powerful that can literally impact the world. 
because through you, your children are getting the effects of this. Your children get to eat of the fruit of what you are dealing with right now. Meaning that as you heal, as you overcome, as you become empowered men, your children are eating of that fruit. And so to me, that's legacy. That is legacy. Because as men, you're called to build that, I believe. I don't believe you were put on this earth just to exist and just to go to a job. That's what you didn't just show up in this program just because you wanted to like pay a bunch of money just to be around a bunch of guys. Like you're like, I want more out of life. I'm tired of hurting, tired of living this way. I want more. Intimacy is the key to that. I choose to be joyful. Guys, joy is a strength. Joy is a strength. Joy is something that is everlasting. It's something inside of you. It's not something that's external. It's I choose joy. It's not happiness. Happiness is fleeting. You can be happy about a thing, but choosing joy, it's much deeper. It's, it's this, this presence of where you go, there is something that I don't have to be happy about, but I have joy because I have freedom. The more freedom I have, the more joyful I can be. And the more joyful I can be where you go, man, I hate this situation with my wife, but I can be joyful because I now have tools and I know that I will be okay no matter what happens because I have got something now inside of me I didn't have before, that I'm not just a shell of a man, that I'm becoming something more, that I am empowered in everything that I do. Guys, I hope you can feel this because I am sure as hell feeling it. That joy, when joy comes out of you, it is like strength. And guess what? When you're joyful, your kids are going to feel that. When you're joyful, your work is going to feel that. Because if you're always down in the dumps and you're so focused on, and you're not focused on, you can't bring joy to the table because you're so focused on the external circumstance instead of internally what is happening inside of you and the changes that are being made inside of you. And the final one, I choose to be empowered. And no one can take that from me without my permission. I choose to be empowered. Like, you don't have to be disempowered anymore. That is the good news that we bring to every single one of you. That is the good news when we get you on a call and say, hey, man, we want to invite you into Thrive. You don't have to be disempowered anymore. That's what you were signing up for because you're like, I want to be empowered. You can choose that, guys. You don't choose it just by coming into the program. You choose it by locking in. You choose it by doing your assignments and showing up to calls. You do it by reaching out to the other guys in the program, posting your comments, posting your, your assignments in the group so that others can learn from what you are going through, so that they can learn from what you are experiencing, so that we create this intimacy. Guys, you see, it's all. this is how it all comes together. And that's where true empowerment comes from is when you realize you don't have to be some disempowered little bitch, but you can be an empowered man who's vulnerable, who's intimate, who's powerful, who has joy inside of his heart, who decides what he gets out of life, who chooses the life that he wants, who chooses the thoughts and the intentions that come into him, who chooses to be where he is at any moment in time. He's not a victim of his circumstances, not a victim of anything else other than this is where I'm at, this is what's happening, and I am going to move forward no matter what. That is empowerment. 
that is what I am responsible for. I am responsible for all of these things. I am responsible for the life I live. It's no one's responsibility but my own. I am responsible for all the good and all the bad. I'm responsible for who I allow into my life. I'm responsible for how I show up. I'm responsible for my wins and my losses. I'm responsible for my thoughts and my decisions. And because I'm responsible, I can choose the kind of life I want. Life doesn't happen to me. I happen to life. I choose to be present. I choose to love. I choose to be intimate. I choose to be joyful. I choose to be empowered. And no one can take that from me without my permission. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. Now, listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-day challenge. Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that Band-Aid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, this isn't even a fraction of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30 Day Challenge and I will see you on the inside.